Welcome back to The Dad Chronicle. I'm your host. I'm Alex Albisu. This is episode 41. And as always, you can go back and listen to other stories of fatherhood by visiting thedadchronicle.com. I am very excited to have a very old friend of mine on this show. This is Joe. Joe, say hi to the nice folks at home. Hello, nice folks at home. Oh, man. We are we are finally like doing this. We tried doing this the other day, and then we were dealing with technical shenanigans, and I'm, I'm really excited to have you on, man. Test run number two, and I was trying to think of, I should have gone back and researched this, but I was trying to think of like a famous number 41 in the D.C. area, and uh, I couldn't remember whether or not Wes Unsolved War 41. It's either 41 or 42, but I digress. I'm, I'm just, I'm just I'm, I'm being an old person right now. You're kind of being old, man. You're showing your age. I don't like this. I know. I, like I, I am old. I am old. Yeah, I remember, Alex. You know, I, I do, I do remember you. At a very very young age, you oh know? yeah, uh, you were you were you were a small little guy when you came into that uh, karate studio. So yeah, and that's where um, that's where we met. And um, I, I knew you back then as Mister Joe, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and actually it was really funny when we re- reconnected and I, and I was telling my mom because my, so so uh, actually to back it up to explain, um, I, I took Taekwondo. Um, I started when I was like four or five or something. We both went to Khan's Martial Arts Academy. And uh, shout, out, shout out to Khan's family. There we go. And uh, I, I, I knew Mr. Joe because Mr. Joe was uh, was a teacher of mine. And um, and then we reconnected because we both started working for the same company. I, I remember looking at him like, man, this guy looks familiar. Like, where do I know him from? And then I was telling my mom, I was like, oh, you never guess who? Like, and I showed her. Oh, it's Mr. Joe. <laughs> That's what it, she it, said. It imagine, was so funny. Imagine telling yourself back in like the early. What what would what would our cons overlap have been like early nineties? Imagine telling yourself then we're going to reconnect and work at the same place 18 years later. I know, man. Yeah. Isn't that wild? Kind of crazy how life works, right? Yeah, that is so crazy. And, uh, you know, we've, I've been following your journey as a father on social media. Um, you know, after we both left that company and then, uh, you know, I, I, I've been always inspired by your, your, your tenacity, your, your love, your dedication, to uh to your family so uh first of all kudos to you on that i think that that is inspiring and a, and a big reason why i wanted to have you on this show um you um if you guys have been listening to this show for a while um you probably remember jamal smith who's been on the show um this this show was actually inspired by a project that he started um back in the day and uh wasn't able to continue on and, and i kind of feel like this is a spiritual successor to that um and Jamal interviewed you on his show, uh, and you shared yeah. your story, and, and it was really inspiring and kind of set me on the path to uh, to being even more excited to approach fatherhood. So why don't you uh, share a little bit about yourself for the folks at home and uh, share a little bit about your family? Um, very kind words, man. Um, honestly, that's uh, very kind of you to say that having any impact on people outside of your family is... Uh, <clears throat> Is a uh, is, is a big deal, at least in the, in my in my eyes. Yeah, man. Um, so I really do appreciate your uh, your kind words there. Of course. Um, to to not take this story too far out. Born and raised here in the Washington D.C. area, um, the hospital I was born at no longer exists. Columbia Hospital for Women. Um, I don't think I could leave Northern Virginia if I wanted to. I'd probably just be miserable. Um, I'm like a dedicated homer when it comes to my sports teams and i'm devoted to all 
of the sports teams. You're a hardcore um, DC sports fan, man. It's really funny. I am. I am. And it's, it's crazy. I always tell people, you know, it's because I, I teach loyalty in my family and that's because if you're going to be a DC sports fan, you're going to have to be a loyal person. Although the Capitals did return the favor this year, mm-hmm. um, which was really cool. That was fun to celebrate with, so uh, with my wife. Um, long story short. Yeah. I, I went to elementary school, Holy spirit. Um, I went to high school at Paula Six. I went to college at George Mason. I literally did not leave. I've, I've probably lived in 12 different cities and throughout all of Northern Virginia. Um, but, you know, I've, I've kind of just stayed in the area. My family's all here. Um, and family's kind of a big deal for us. Yep. Uh, my wife included. Um, you know, we've, got, we've got four kids total. Uh, Nicholas is the oldest. Uh, Nicholas, uh, his mother is a different than the mother of our two youngest, Joey and Angelo. Mm-hmm. And then Maggie and I met up and we merged myself and Nicholas and her and Mia. And so total, it's four kids. It's Nicholas, Mia, Joey Jr. and Angelo. And um, what else is there to tell you about them, man? I, I beautiful go, kids. By go the way. on, beautiful, on for days beautiful about them. I appreciate it, man. They're they're crazy. You know, it's it's so funny because when you have the two oldest ones and Mia and Nicholas, when they were together, um, when they saw a lot of each other, um, they started to develop a really good relationship. I like to think that even when they see each other now, that they they uh, kind of reconnect pretty fast, uh, no matter the amount of time that exists between their last visits. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny when you have the next set so like when joey came back you've you it's funny how much you forget about you know the little stages there's an eight-year gap there between you know um nicholas and then when these guys came along and uh you have to relearn a lot of things but at the end of the day it's they they need love they need support um the love is the biggest part man and i just we've always just kind of surrounded ourselves like as a as a little family unit, um, my wife is my best friend. Um, you know, has it affected other things outside of you know, our family? Absolutely, it has. Um, you know, you, you, I, we don't go out as much, uh, but that's just because we're we're trying to kind of take care of the things that we have to take care of in the home. And you know, whatever free time we have, um, we do it doing the things that we love to do, um, chasing, pursuing the passions that we have. Um, and you know, being around each other. And then if we've got time to do other stuff, then we'll go outside the house. But yeah. other than that, we're really just kind of homebodies and, and boring people, but Dude, that's you know, okay. You it, know, it works for us. Yeah, it works for us. You're, you're prioritizing is the way I see it. You're, you're, you're <clears> choosing <throat> where to, to spend your time. And I think spending time on family and your, uh, your passion projects. And actually that's something I'd like to take an opportunity to talk about because you know you, you do a lot of photography and some some journalism and stuff um do you want to talk about how that has been a uh, how you've been able to do that and balance work and uh family life and some of these some of these endeavors sure so along the way like you know through all the play, different places i've worked at um one of the biggest lessons that just kind of struck with me was was the networking piece the networking component to to life it's not just in business it's in it's in your friendships and the more people that you can connect the more opportunities that can connect themselves to you and you know we took a little message board and i say we 
um, a guy, a gentleman named Atid Nakvi and uh, his brother Matt Nakvi. Um, we started a, a message board uh, to basically have a bunch of Wizards fans come and um, talk about how much they they struggled to be fans of the of the Wizards at the time. You know, we had Gilbert Arenas who was performing really well at that time. This is back in like 2007, um, and we had this message board and. Yeah, we, we ended up asking the Wizards for credentials. Um, they denied us for a couple months. And then after we just continued to pursue it, um, they eventually credentialed us. And then from there, um, man, we turned it into one opportunity after another. And we could just kind of network out and meet different people. And because of the people we met there, um, some pretty crazy things have happened, man. You know, um, <clears throat> I've had the opportunity to go see... Um, NBA All-Star Games, NBA Drafts, Summer Leagues in Las Vegas, um, uh, Preakness. I've been able to shoot the Preakness. I've been able to shoot boxing events. I mean, it's it's kind of crazy how a little basketball blog, you know, turned into um, credentials to some of the craziest professional sporting events. You know, the Capitals Parade. Um, I've done Nationals games, did the D.C. United opener. Um, and all of it just started because of a little message board and, and a little bit of you know, um, creativity when it came to just not stopping there. Why just stop there? Right. Yeah. If you get the, if you get the credentials, why not continue asking for the world? And what we've ended up doing is opening up doors and opportunities for people who have come and, uh, come through the doors at, at hoop district. That's the name of our site. Um, and so, you know, good friends of mine have gone and participated in locker rooms and and taken pictures behind the scenes and gone to all-star games and so that's just all kind of the pay it forward um you know another big thing that i'm all about is you know if you've got an opportunity why hold it to yourself man yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's a lot lot more fun a lot more fun to pass it out so, yeah, I love that's it. That's kind of that's kind of the credential story. I love, I love, yeah, I love seeing all the like all the pictures on Facebook and stuff. I'm like, holy cow, he's on the sidelines at the at the Redskins game, and I was just like, oh, oh my god, that's that's awesome. I, lo- I love how it's evolved. So, so yeah, kudos on that. I think that's awesome. I appreciate it, man. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. So so now let's let's jump into um, the family dynamic. Uh, sure. Let's t- let's talk about your oldest son. Um, when you became a father, this is a pretty uh, amazing time. Uh, at least I can say from my experience, it was uh, one of the most profound, amazing things I've ever experienced. I I, I once said on this show that that when the uh, when I saw Aria for the first time. It was like, you know, in those movies where the the sound is all blurred and muffled and like you're just like staring at this baby and and the, and like it just sounds like uh, Alex, <laughs> Alex. And I, it like I was like, oh, God, OK, what? And it just all kind of settles in. And, you know, it's, it, it was just the wildest experience. What was that like for you? Um, equally as as crazy and. I, you know, everybody's always telling you, 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 you never know. It's like the cliche. You never, you never know until you experience it. You're honest to God, Alex, you, you just yeah. don't understand it until it's actually happening. And, you know, all, all the, the three of the births that I was there for, uh, Nicholas, Joey and Angelo, each one of them carries a significant kind of moment. There's a, there's a spot that I just kind of go back to in the memory Rolodex where you can just kind of put yourself exactly in that moment when yes. it first happened and um i don't, I don't know just re- you know 
so many feelings go through it. Oh, holy, holy crap. I'm responsible for this little child. You know, what is going to happen? Are all his fingers there or the toes there? I hate to be kind of yeah, you know, no, no, it's a, true. a prick about that. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's the honest to God truth, you know, yep. uh, is the, is the heart rate good? You know, it's just all these. And it's amazing. Cause it's like 17,000 emotions all tied into what, what is it? Tw- 25 seconds, 35 seconds. True. That, you know, that, that whole entire process happens. So, um, it, you know, more than anything, man, it's, it's fun to see. It's fun. It's fun for you as the dad. The moms, I, they probably would never characterize it as fun. Uh, and I respect, <laughs> I, yeah, I respect, okay. I respect both mothers for, um, you know, Nicholas's mom and obviously Angelo and, and uh, Maggie for Angelo and Joey. Um, it's it's amazing what they can endure, the pain, yeah. the the tolerance, and all that. So, um, yeah. But it's uh, once you kind of, it's it's crazy, man. It's a surreal, surreal experience. It really, I, I, I just people are like, oh, what's the greatest moment of your life? And you're just like, oh, I can name like ten of them, but it, you know, at the <laughs> You almost don't even want to put a number on it. You don't want to quantify it. It's it's kind of up there with you can't really touch that. Exactly. So, yeah. You know, it's they're, they're blessings from God, and you just yeah. It's I true. Don't know what else I can say about I, it? I no, I I completely understand. And and dads who listen to this are probably saying the same thing. It's it's you can't put it into words. I think is right. one of the is one of the takeaways there. Um, I, I'd like to know a little bit more about your uh your relationship with your uh, daughter Mia. Um, you're, you're not her blood father, but it seems like you have that sort of relationship with her. Is that accurate? Yeah, I, I, um, I <laughs> she should probably argue uh, how much this is true, but um, I, I love I love her to pieces, man. She's yeah. she's she's my little girl. I'm I'm tough on her. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna not gonna sugarcoat that, uh, but I'm tough on her because. I want to make sure that she, you know, she picks, she picks the right guy down the road, um, mm-hmm. you know, and she does the right things and, and understands family first and, and understands, you know, the, the principles that kind of my parents instilled in me and, and, and my, Maggie as well. Yep. Um, you know, we have both very strong ethnic upbringings, yep. um, very yep. heavy on family Yep. <laughs> and, you know, it's, um, it's a lot for, a. For a five-year-old girl, which is the time when we met, um, you know, I, I divorce divorces are hard, man. Yeah, they're hard, and when you start merging families together, um, it, it becomes harder too. But if you can o- overcome the challenge, beautiful things can happen. And I think me and I display probably seventy-five percent of the time uh, the beauty that can happen when it works. Sure. Uh, the other twenty-five, you know, she's a She's an eleven-year-old going on seventeen, so mm-hmm. we're gonna have our we're gonna have our disagreements about certain things. But um, it's been it's been fun to watch her grow, man. It yeah. really has. Um, she's becoming uh, very independent and very uh, very strong-willed. Um, so it's she's gonna she gives people a, a hard time and a run for their money, but um, you know it, it's it's. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been fun. It, what would you say to somebody like me right now with a uh, a one year old going on seventeen, um, with the, the any tactics on on how to handle a girl? I mean, this is this was new for you too because you had a boy up until that point. 
Correct. So like, what what would you say? To to you, I would say make sure that you have very strong friends around you. Very yeah. strong friends. Uh, to, to no, you know, man. Look, I'm again. <laughs> I'm a firm believer in if you love them the right way, if you show them the right way to be, how to treat people right. Yeah. Um, they'll take it with them for life, man. And you'll have well-adjusted kids, and and the rest is up to them, man. What they're yeah. gonna do, you know. You gotta let them go eventually. You can't. I don't want them in our house, man. To be honest with you, you know, Maggie and I are sitting back. We're just like, okay, look, we hit the reset button. We got these two little monsters <laughs> now. Kind of did, right? yeah, that's true. Okay, and once these two monsters, once they're once they're out into college, man, they they hit eighteen and they're. You know, we're we're going to do that emptiness thing too. You know, Maggie and mm-hmm. I still hopefully be young enough to to get out there and uh, enjoy some of the things. But in the meantime, we'll have fun too. Yeah, uh, you it's know, a different but, type of adventure. Like just just love love her, and I'm sure you you do, and I'm sure you will. And you know, I I, I know your parents as well, mm-hmm. and so you've got you've got a strong family upbringing as well. Yeah. Um, you're going to know what to do. I think I, all yeah. of us are going to know what to do when, when the time is right. It's so funny because I remember with Nicholas, especially, I'm 27 years old at that point. Yes. And I'm just thinking to myself, I was just like, what, what in God's name am I doing? What, <laughs> it's what, true. What the hell am I doing? It's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be responsible for somebody's life. It's crazy. And and what they're going to produce. And basically the world is going to depend on me to make sure that he becomes, you know, a reasonable, productive member of society. Mm-hmm. You know, 27. I was barely doing that for myself at 27. I, I was kind of a late yeah. winner, if you would, you know. Um, but, yeah, event, you know, when the moment presents itself, you just kind of know what to do and yeah. you just go with it, right? It's so funny when um, when I talk to dads about that because they say, you know, uh, um, I was talking to a buddy of mine, Matt, who's on the show, and he was like, you know, I think back to when I was in my early 20s, passed out drunk on the couch, and now I'm supposed to... Uh, and I couldn't take care of myself and I'm supposed to take care of this, this baby. And like, he's like, but somehow you like your parental instincts kick in, everything just falls into place. Like you, you just know. And that's, that's the amazing thing about, I think the human spirit is that we just have this natural tendency to, to be able to persevere and, and handle these things. Right. In, in most cases, in most cases, but in most cases. Yeah. And in the cases that they don't. That's when I yell up to my wife and I say, honey, I, I don't know. I don't know what to do here. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wit's end, man. It's real. Wit's end is real. Well, trust me. There's a, I don't mean to be disgusting on your podcast here, man, but there's a time is coming very, very near to my, to my daughter. And uh, I'm mm-hmm. going to have nothing to do with that conversation. Um, <laughs> yeah, I'll just be, I'll be on the sideline. God bless. Yeah. Sure on my wife. My wife said, well, that's fine, but you're going to have to do that for the two boys. And I said, that's fine by That's me. a much easier conversation. Uh, I can relate I will, to that conversation. I will, I will take care of that one, no problem. Cannot relate to that to the other conversation. I cannot. <laughs> so, you know, yeah, handle it. Handle it. Just go for it. Oh, man, I, didn't even, I, didn't even, I didn't even have sisters growing up. So that's that. Dude. Like, I... I I, I, I won't even go there. I, but, I yeah, because I, I, mean, you know, I, I have a sister, that up so. for you, man. Yeah, yeah of I course, can't, uh, can't, can't. Oh man. So at least I have some familiarity, but still, it's just like nope, 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 can't. Right. Um, right. That's one of the weaknesses. That's one of my weaknesses, man. It's this whole like I, I just, yeah, I, I don't know. She's it, it's it's a that's a tough conversation. Um, I agree. 
You know, uh, I think that it's really interesting um, how you guys have created this blended family and, and you have two beautiful uh, little boys that, you know, I see it's like they look like little combinations of the both of you. It's so funny. I, I can't picture like one more so than the other. They look just like you and your wife, like 50 50. Uh, what has it been like hitting that reset button? Um, a learning curve again. Um, but at the same time, I, I think, so you're telling me like the muscle memory didn't kick back in and you were like, <laughs> um, Joey, Joey with Joey, it took, it took a couple, um, it took a couple months to get going, man. And he had, he had kind of a little rough go. Uh, Joey's Joey's a champ. Yeah. Um, you know, my wife uh, put her business out there, but she, she had to endure a lot to, to keep him going. Um, and, and that was, you know, before he came out and then once he, once he was here, um, he just kind of had a, a, a rough kind of go at the beginning. Then he had his burn incident. Um, and for your, for your audience, he had a, he had an accident with the nanny. Um, and you know, he had a second, second degree burns yeah. on his face and on his body. And, you know, if you saw pictures of him now, it's. You can't even have no idea. Like you would have no, no idea. idea. But at the time, you know, when it happened, it's of course it's the it's the scariest thing in the world. Yeah. Um, I was so, but, dude. I was freaking. I was freaking out over here for you. I I was like, I saw that, and I, and you know, you you just think about the the future, even like the future implications. Like, I'm glad that he is. Obviously, he's like okay now, but like, you know, what happens to his skin? The fact that he is he doesn't even look like anything happened is just a miracle. Yeah. I, you know, there, there's been, there's been a couple moments in my life that, that have kind of stuck out throughout the years, uh, through my experiences, um, where you just perspective kind of hits in and, and, and you, it kind of changes your attitude from that point to the, to the next time when something like that hits. Right. Um, and to be honest with you, it was, it was, for me, that was kind of the point where I was just going to be like, you know, all the little shit and excuse my language, Alex, but all the little stuff that everybody wants to complain about, um, you know, you don't, you don't call people enough. If you don't do this, you don't yeah. do that. Just the little, the little gripes, um, for, it didn't matter if it was friendships, business partnerships, you name it. I wasn't going to let that stuff just kind of um, affect us and, and what we're doing is just the, the little, when you can avoid little dramas, the, the big ones tend to never show up. And so we just kind of, uh, you know, that, that, that accident in particular, Joey's accident really kind of changed, um, how we kind of viewed what, what we, how we were treating life at that point. You just kind of got to be a little bit more appreciative of, of the little things, man. And when something happens to your kids, that's really kind of when you get the kick in the ass to, you know, all right, what is important? Right. <laughs> you know, what are we doing? Are we working to live, living to work? Which one? Dude, I hear you. Which one is it going to be? That's so. such a, that's such an important thing. I mean, work life balance and how you spend, how you should prioritize family time, things like that. That's been on my mind a lot lately because with, with the nature of my job, I've been, um, I've been working a lot and it's, um, and it's all, you know, if I really think about it, like it's fun, it's engaging and it's rewarding. Um, but 
it's and then I kind of stack it up next to the time that I would spend with my family. It's like it's not the same. And I need to, you know, you really need to be careful about that and, and realize what's truly important, what, what, the perspective, um, you know, and the and the flip side is, you know, what do you work for? You work for your family. So, you know, there's a balance that you have to find. Well, um, it doesn't help. doesn't help either that we're living in uh, one of the highest uh, <laughs> um, highest dollar valued uh, neighborhoods in the in, oh, in geez, all the real. United States. Right. Yeah. I mean, Fairfax County, it's it's, ex, it's expensive to live here, man. It's, it is it's really expensive, and so if you're not in a in a well-paying job, you know it's <laughs> it's tough. Yeah, you don't is it? You, you don't you can't afford the the standard like enjoyments of life. I mean, how do you deal with uh, with work life balance? Uh, well, I, I mean, again, you know, kind of where we started the conversation. We really don't do much, man. Um, you know, it looks like I'm having, I am having, I shouldn't say it looks like I am having a ton of fun at these, uh, sporting events that I go to. But you know, when you, when you, when you're around your family, as much as, as we are around each other, um, to, for me to take off for nine hours on a Sunday so I can go watch Redskins, you know, on the sideline, um, my wife's got to kind of chip in with that stuff. So yeah. in order for us to kind of enjoy doing the things that we like to enjoy doing, um, it requires us to kind of be more um, stay at home. And so our work-life balance is you, you, we, we put in our hours and then when we get home, we're just that's what we're about we're about our family time and watching we watch tv shows together you know the kids will play in the family room and you know yeah there's a little electronic time that happens of course Mm -hmm. everybody's checking twitter and you know i do social media for a living so obviously i don't really ever take breaks from social media it's just kind of like i put my phone down um it used to drive my wife crazy but um she's she's kind of adapted herself a little bit um so that that's really the you know has it been different? Sure. Yeah. When I was doing the government contracting, absolutely, it was a far different life. Oh yeah. Um, you know the pressure is is a lot more. I know they're coming up on the end of uh, federal buying season here, and I remember what the gear up towards, you know the the end of the month in September was like. Uh, oh yeah. That it was a grind. Yeah. And you know certain people were better at it than and certainly than I was. Um, but you just kind of got to be cut out for that and then be able to turn off the switch and then do your, your your work life balance, man. Yeah. You got to be able to turn it off and that, you know, I, um, I left the government contracting business back in 2015 and, um, that, that time of year was actually became a little tumultuous, not, 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 uh, so it had the potential to get more tumultuous than it was because um we got married in at the end of september (laughs) which is like if you're in the federal world like that's a big no-no because that is the end of the the government fiscal that's where you make all your money and it's true i made some some decent money um there and I, i would say that you know um where i ended up in the last job doing the government fiscal stuff it was way more laxed um but you know at the same time i just felt bad like you know for deanna if i was working and then if i if i wasn't working i felt bad because i wasn't contributing to the team it just it, it was a terrible back and forth and that's just not a fun way to live you right know? well it's also the the stress of of Look, sales is sales, man. If you there there's if you're cut out for it and you and you kind of got that, 
Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross yeah. attitude about you, then fantastic, man. And, and kudos to you. I, I'm, I will never be the person who can burn the midnight oil to, to, to sell $750,000 worth of, that's just, you know, I did, I tried it. I dabbled in it. Um, I was semi successful at it in my, if, if I was grading myself, um, but it certainly wasn't something that I'd wake up in the morning and say, holy shit, this is what I want to do for the rest Me of my too. life. I say, like, that's same just, exact thing, man. You know, and you start, as you start getting up there in age, you do start asking that question. Um, yeah. You know, is this really, when I wake up in the morning, what's getting me motivated? And of course, you know, again, another cliche, my kids are all I need to, okay, well, yeah, yes, that is true. And at the same time, you know, my own ambitions, my own desires, my own uh, greed, to be, to be frank, um, mm-hmm. to, to enjoy life. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 you work hard and you should, uh, you should play hard too. Th- that's a really good point. And, <laughs> and, you know, I, cause I, I did sales for about, I, I would say like 10 years of my professional experience and I'm now, I'm now in a completely different line of work and I have never felt more, um, I guess well, I, I've never felt more engaged with what I do than than you know now, and uh, I think that you have to go through that in life to because I think there's something to be said about feeling engaged with your with your work, engaged with your your family life, and feeling gratitude from both. Um, and it's important to find that balance, and um, it's it's really rewarding to have found that at this point. So. Well, you know, the other important thing too is to just make sure that you're you're always grabbing a lesson out of wherever it is that you go, man. I, I Bingo. You know, there's there's we had a we had a running joke at uh are we allowed to say names of companies that were do we say that earlier? Do we Oh uh no, we, I mean do, we, do we could if you if you want. If you want, okay. <laughs> um, ABC Widget Company. Um, <laughs> while, while while it was very high high paced and high strung um you know uh, we would have this joke that you know if you lasted a year there it was like seven seven human yep. years <laughs> i remember and, that uh we uh but you, you what's funny about being in that environment um you you just you learn a lot you you you, you pick up a lot about um successful people and what drives them and and how it is their work ethics and you know um those same people seem to be high strung except for, you know, all day long, except for the three and a half hours, four hours of sleep that they get. And yeah. if you're cut out for that line of work, the rewards, uh, monetarily, uh, materialistically, wow. You know, yeah. you can reach some, some crazy things. What I realized from that job too, um, the flip side, and I did get, um, fi- is fire the right way. Ra- I was part of that whole entire purge. Well, I that, say, that was just a regular I, I, occurrence. To be I always frank, say, I always say that I, I felt better about the whole situation because a very high-ranking um, military official was also let go at the same time. So I, it's always kind of my fallback. I'm just like, dude, I wasn't alone. It's not like they called me in and said no. you by yourself. So, but actually, one of the you know besides the huge the humbleness that came out of that entire stretch of my life, which that's an entire different podcast on its own. Um, I, I was kind of a different person back, uh, in those years, man. Um, really kind of a, kind of a dickhead. If you ask me, like if I had to be really, <laughs> if I had to be really serious, like, you know, I had never, I had never been in a position where I was making as much as I was. 
Um, and it was a very, it was a difficult time for, uh, for me and, and Nicholas, that was when the entire divorce was starting to, uh, to un- unfold itself. So mm-hmm. that in itself is a story. Um, so it might, those days at widget company, um, but a lot of different lessons came out of that, man, you know, but between work, uh, how to manage people, um, you know, things that work and things that don't things you should do things you shouldn't mm-hmm. people you should hire people you shouldn't people you should trust people you shouldn't, you know, there's, there's a, there's lot a lot of, of growth. There's a yes. lot of growth. Like, like for, I, I would agree with you. Like there's a lot of growth for me personally and witnessing certain personal behaviors in certain people where I was like, you know, that's not how I want to be. And then in some people like, you know what, that, that's a, that's a class act individual. And you kind of like, that was a very, and and I would agree, like that was a very pivotal moment in my life too, because I was in my, you know, early to mid twenties. Um, I had, you know, asked Deanna to marry me at that point, um, about halfway through my experience working there. Um, Mm -hmm. and I made, I made good money. Um, there were, there were a couple checks there that were solid. Um, and, uh, but at the end of the day, I was just kind of like, you know, it's not rewarding. And, and I, you know, you move on, you, you go do something else and you continue to grow. But, uh, at the end of the day, I think, I think I was able to really craft my own personal values from that experience more so than, you know, the money more so than the position like that, that was, that was extremely rewarding. Right. Well, we were surrounded by enormously talented people, man. Yeah. That were very, very much limited, um, in, in what, and how they were be able to showcase their abilities. I, I firmly look, uh, you know, obviously said person is very, very successful in the business world and I'm nobody to take, uh, advice from. However, that being said, I think that there was a lot of things that could have been tweaked here and there mm-hmm. that would have made it just even more enjoyable to work there. And it would have just, it would have resulted in a morale that would have helped out the overall bottom line. Oh, I mean, yeah. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just kind of, I'm a firm believer in that. That being said, man, you know, you, you, you go through that and you just apply it out and say, what do I want to see out of my next position? What do I want to see out of my next boss? What am I willing to tolerate? What am I not willing to tolerate? It prepares you for life, man. Yeah. You know, not every experience is going to be, you know, peachy keen. I've worked for the mom and pops. I've worked for corporate, you know, um, everyone's got its, its issues. If you would, I'm doing a little bunny years here. Um, some are just bigger than others. You yeah. know, at the end of the day you work and, uh, you have to provide for your family you and, and feel and feel uh, feel good about it at the end of the day. I think that that's another piece. You have to feel rewarded. And, right. and you know, if we if we really think back to that that point in our lives that that we you know reconnected and um, uh, that that was a that was a big moment in your life with uh, you mentioned uh, the divorce and and Nicholas. I mean, how how did that? How did you come out of the other end? on that, um, and have a positive impact on your, uh, perception of fatherhood and et cetera. So, uh, I, <laughs> um, I'm a really patient person. 
um, I'm also um, kind of impatient sometimes as well. But w- when it comes to life, I just I, I always kind of have stood by the firm belief that everything will eventually work out. And I know that's kind of it sounds fairy taleish. I get that, and people will probably be like, "Oh, you're full of it." Um, but to be honest with you, Alex, like I've I've had so many different turns and twists in my own personal life that I'd be stupid to think that you know I'm going to be down for too long or I'm going to be up for too long. Um, and so that's just kind of that experience. Um, with said business included with the divorce, um, with meeting Maggie, which happened, you know, in, Oh, she's going to kill me. If she listens to this, I get this wrong. It's either 2011 spring of 2011 or, or late <laughs> 2011, I think was the first late 2011. Um, all of it taught me to, uh, to take a line from Jim Zorn taught me to stay medium, man. Yeah. I never get too high. I never get too low. And honestly, it frustrates the shit out of a lot of people, man. It really does. Alex, I've had friendships that I've lost because I, I just, I'm not the over communicator. Like I'm the guy who's not going to forget to text you, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. It just, yep. it just, my life, my life revolves around my family, Bro, my, my family that's yep. here. Yep. And so if, if you need more than that from me, as I've gotten older, it's just harder for me to kind of carry on those types of relationships. Yeah. And so I'm just, I just, I write it out, man, stay medium, stay medium. That way when, when things go really well, I'm just able to take the excitement of that and just kind of be like, all right, let me, let me put a little bit of this away for when, you know, it's raining outside and, you know, shit, my entire computers go down for the entire day and I can't do work. Right. Let me save it for that day. And then that day won't be as sucky as, you know, it would be without that little bit of sunshine. Yeah. So you just kind of stay medium, man. Shout out that's to Jim, such a, Jim yeah, Zorn. That, that is such a great, uh, that's, that's how I approach life too. I feel, I feel like you and I have a very similar, uh, outlook and maybe it's the whole cons thing that, uh, that, that instilled <laughs> us in that. I actually, I've been thinking a lot about, um, a very specific thing that we learned there and it's indomitable spirit. You remember number five. Yep. Number five. So, Indomitable Spirit was uh, has been a very continuous um, piece in my own personal development that I've noticed has been uh, a, a contribution to like how I have been able to overcome a lot of um, struggles and and uh, especially around fatherhood, you know, with with dealing with some anxiety and stuff around the topic and and uh, it's it's helped. I really, I go back to like those years, those, those very formative years, uh, when I was growing up and, and that was a value that still lives with me to this day. It's incredible. Well, um, I gotta, I gotta be honest with you. You know, I'm, I'm not the father I am. Uh, however, by whoever's measure it is, it is what it is. Um, I'm not the father I am. If I don't go through that entire experience at cons, man, I, the reason I fell in love with, with kids was because of kids like you, uh, kids like Brendan Fraser, kids oh, like, man. uh, you know, Chris Widman. And, and, um, I enjoyed teaching. Um, I enjoyed teaching you guys, you guys made it fun and you made, you, you made it enjoyable. And so that's where you kind of develop the, you know, I developed the love for kids. And then from there, you know, it's just like, yes, I really do enjoy molding and helping kids become, 
you know, great. And then yeah. as an adult, what's that turned into is I enjoy helping people achieve things that they want to achieve. And if I can do it through my family members, if I can do it through my business, if I can do it through my blog and my credentials, then whatever I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to pay it forward. Just don't ask me to be a text buddy every single day Dude, I hear you. in, in I hear return you. for it, man. You know, I don't, I don't yep. need that level. I just don't need that level of communication. But I, I agree. I digress, man. I digress. No, I didn't really. It's, it's true. <laughs> and, and, you know, for everybody listening out there, like that, dude, the struggle's real, man. When you, when you have kids, like, you know, you start to, I don't want to say you lose friendships, but uh, friendships are somewhat reevaluated and, and, um, not in a malicious way. It's just a matter of who is understanding of the situation and the, the true friends stick it out and through the thick and thin. So, uh, I, you know, that's Alex, all I can remember, say about it. Do you, you remember Tariq? Yeah, well, I do. So Tariq, Tariq is, uh, Tariq was, uh, one of my, one of my best friends, uh, helped me open up the karate school when we moved, um, when we opened up over in the Cole shopping center. Um, and he, he was my right hand in there. Um, we've stayed in touch, obviously, since then. Yeah. Um, I'm a godfather. He's godfather to Nicholas. Um, he lives in Florida, man. And I got to tell you, Alex, one of the reasons – with him, I do feel guilty. I do feel a little bit guilty because I suck at calling I suck at talking on the phone, first of all. So the fact that I'm doing a podcast over the phone here for this long, <laughs> this is like some legendary shit right here. Okay, so just kind of and get that out there. Your yeah. mom's gonna be so disappointed to hear me curse if she if she's <laughs> she listens Dude, to this thing. But anyway, she hears me. It's it's fine. <laughs> so Tariq, I'll go I'll go months, Alex, months without saying anything to him, and then just out of the blue, I know he'll, he'll pop into my mind, and I'll send him a text message. And I swear to God. If he picks up and calls me and we talk on the phone, it's as if it's as if no time has ever passed. That's right. And that's the stage of my life that I'm at right now with my four kids, the three that here in, in the house with me, with my wife, with my job, with the with the passionate sports hobby that I'm that I'm pursuing with a social media business that I'm trying to open. I don't have time to explain the why of, of why my time is the way that it is. It yeah. just is, but it has nothing to do with you. And I, by you, I mean, yeah. you know, the, the, the other person. And, and that's just kind of the time that I do have. It's, it's, it's about your kids, man. It's about your kids and your family. This is, this is, there are greatest investments, man. I don't care about your 401k. I don't care about your retirements. The number one investment that we can, we can possibly have in our lives is, living underneath our roof with us okay it's your daughter it's it's our kids yep that Um, is so 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 true you know and uh i I actually so you just you just dropped some uh, a really good wisdom bomb and i and i appreciate that that is that is so true and and i always like to end the show on a uh, on a note to ask the guests to provide guidance or any sort of words of wisdom maybe even think back to that 27 year old uh joe who was who's holding his baby boy for the first time, like what sort of words of wisdom would you give dads out there given your experience? Don't take anything for granted, man. Yeah. Don't take anything for granted. Love you it. just, you, you, <laughs> the little things, man, they shouldn't, they just, you're going to get frustrated, but they shouldn't piss you off. Yeah. You know, these, 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 those moments are so far and few between. You know, my, my wife and I we joke that Joey will never 
leave the bed. Um, he's, he's up until recently, he, he'd been sleeping right in the middle of us. And it's a, it, it can wear on your relationship if you don't have a strong relationship as well. So, yeah. you know, be careful, be careful with your kids separating you in the, in, in the bed. There's a piece of wisdom right there, but, um, he's recently moved out and, you know, the, the, the whole point that I had with her was he's only going to do this for so long. He's mm-hmm. only going to want to want to be around us this much for so long. Why not enjoy it? Why not? After Angelo, that's it. We yeah. have no more coming. The The factory is the factory, the factory, shut is, down. The factory is shut down. So, <laughs> you know, you, you and so when you when you know that for a fact and that's not everybody's case. Right. There's there's people out there who I'm sure. Uh, they're not going to shut down the factory and got it's, something can happen. Okay. So to them, don't take this, but to the other ones, they're only a certain age once. And so, yep. you know, ap- appreciate it. They, they want to snuggle right now. Let them snuggle, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's a blessing, man. It's it, a blessing it really to is. be a dad. It's it, a blessing it, to be a dad. It, it absolutely is. I think about like just what a, god-given blessing this whole experience has been and and uh i do appreciate your perspective on all this i i love your story i love i love seeing all the pictures of the family we'll have to have you guys over i haven't seen maggie i can't think of the last time i saw her probably <laughs> back when we worked at that uh what would you call it the the abc widget abc company? widget company there we go yes yes <laughs> yeah oh man what a time but uh, you know you know what's funny too about that one yeah <laughs> i'll have some time we can go on for days here when i tell stories of when we were at abc widget company people look at me as if i'm crazy like they're just like they're just like oh you're making that up no nope. it's like nope nope honest to god I you know kind of kind of wish we were but no nope. i kind of right right you'd be like no this actually happened in the office yeah that's actually and so it, it, it's it makes for great stories but you do get people looking at you like skeptical you're like oh is this guy full of it like come on i know who's where does that what office does that really happen did you get that from the skit or something <laughs> it's like oh, no it was a skit. It was right. just, we, we, yeah, we were the actors. We were the inspiration for said skit on <laughs> SNL. Okay, so it really was. Well, man, I, I do appreciate you being on the show. Sure thing. Um, and uh, for everybody listening at home, if you'd like to go back and listen to other stories like this, visit thedadchronicle.com. You can also email in and uh, provide your thoughts on the show. Email thedadchroniclepodcast at gmail.com. Again, our guest today is Joe. Joe, thank you very much, man. Absolutely, man. All right, we'll see everybody next time. Take care. If you like this show, check out more great content at incastmedianetwork.com.